Hello, and welcome back to Nobody Asked Our Opinion. It's a podcast where two, honestly, just humans trying to do our best. Talk about pop culture and bullshit. This human being is JJ. And uh, this human being is Joanna. And we're trying our best, y'all. We are trying our best, because you know what? I've been busy. Life happens. I'm in rehearsals for a show that I'm actually in. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of one that you have to work at? (laughs) Well, instead of one that I have to watch people at. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I love theater. I love working on shows and getting them up. I swear to God, if I have to watch Private Lives one more time, (laughs) I will blow my brains out. (laughs) Because God bless them. They're all lovely people. I can't anymore. Like, I'm so glad that show closed. I was like, and we're done. Thank God. Um, Thank the Lord. Right? Like, I don't mind doing tech for, like, shows that are, like, a couple of weeks. I was like, I can get behind that. By the time you hit week three, you're like, I can't. I hate this. You hit week four, you're like, kill me. Kill me yesterday. (laughs) Strike me down. <laughs> it's so obnoxious. Um, but yeah, good luck to the person who's going to be running tech for uh, Pride and Prejudice while I'm in it, because we run for five weeks. And it's a tech-heavy show. Well, maybe they'll just be more busy then. I mean, maybe. Because uh, there was... I will say for Private Lives, for me, it was... I had to pay just enough attention during act one and act two to hit the sound cues when they needed to come up and down. Uh And then act three, I could like, I was able to like get out of the booth. Like once lights went up, I was like, all right, I got like a solid. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, it was like, I got a solid 20 minutes or something in act three because there's no sound cues or light cues until the end of the show. So I would get the lights up. And fade out the, the, you know, the scene change music and then be like, cool. I was like, I can go pee. I can go uh, backstage and talk to people if I need to real quick or like if something went wrong. Drink. I have my other glass of wine. (laughs) Refill my wine glass. I mean, all sorts of bullshit. There's none of that in Pride and Prejudice, I don't think, or very much of it. There's so many, like, random music cues and shit that you have to get right. Ugh. I'm glad I don't have to do it. I wouldn't think that, like, a show like Pride and Prejudice would be such a tech-heavy show to produce. You want to know why? There's so many fucking dances because we go to so many balls. Uh, Balls. Uh, balls balls Balls? um yeah no we do all of these dances and so you have to like the music has to start at the right time and then end at specific times for how the the like for how the storyline is set so like i'm already like i'm like tech week's gonna be a pain in the ass (laughs) you're like um i'm not even doing this tech thing and I'm already like, no. I'm already stressed out. It's fine. You'll see. You have to come see it. But of course. 
I mean, you say but of course, but I mean, you have to because Shane and I already decided since we can't see each other's shows, you have to see both of them. Same shows by proxy. Same shows, I know. But uh, let's see, what else can we talk about? We're going to make the people listen to us ramble. Because um, we don't got nothing to... Uh, news shit, we don't... We don't want to talk about about new shit right now. We're, you're coming, you're hearing uh, just like a, a a little conversation, a little kiki. Since a little kiki. We haven't been here. We haven't been here in a while. Life's we been have rough, not. so deal with it. <gasps> Gasp! I know what I was going to tell you, and I specifically held off once I realized I was like, oh, we're recording soon. I'm not going to say it until now. Um, do you know what song my math student started singing during class and it made me feel like I was 9,000 years old? Eep, op, orc, ah, ah, from the Jetsons. No. Because <laughs> that's what went through my brain 15 minutes before I called you. <laughs> wow. I don't, um, I, no words. <laughs> none either. Um, no. My students started singing I'm Sorry, Miss Jackson by Outcast. Wow, that is a throwback. And I realized I was younger than my students are now when that song came out because it was uh, the, the oldest group that was singing it. So they're all like, you know, 16, 17, 18, right? 16, 17, 18-ish mm-hmm. years old all like rocking out like singing the song like randomly and I'm like I vividly remember when that song came out and I remember it hitting like a resurgence in middle school but it was like 6th grade or so when that song came out and I was like oh oh this is an old song to them this was well before they were all born Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, I have to look it up exactly, but, um, like, Hey Ya is, mm-hmm. is like, almost 20, I think it's like o- almost 20, if not over 20 years old. Like, it's, it's like early 2000s. Like, I was, I, I think I was definitely in high school when Hey Ya came out. Hey Y'all was released in 2003. Yeah, so it's coming up to 20 years. Being 20 years old. How dare they? How dare How dare time? Miss Jackson by Outcast came out in 2000. It is 22 years old. Yeah. It is old enough to drink. Legally. Cheers, queers. I mean, it's still a bop, though. It is. Outcast has been slept on. (laughs) I mean, Outcast was the shit. I mean, hell yeah. Remember? Oh my god, what was it? The, uh... Cause roses really smell like poo, poo, poo. (laughs) Yes, I forget what that song's called. (laughs) That's right. Uh, I remember the all uh, Stankonia... Back in, like, the late 90s, I want to say. Um, God, what other, I'm trying to think of what other... 
Like outcast bops were there. But Zsa this is why God created the internet. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> roses, so fresh, so clean. R- roses, that was the one. It's called Cause roses. Because roses yeah, right. really smell like poo poo poo. The way you move. Oh, that was fun too. I like the way you move. Because uh, God, these really did like really were good on like horns. Oh, B O B. Mhm. I remember AT aliens, AT aliens, AT aliens. I can never pronounce that name. That mm. song. AT aliens. Atlians. Ah, but so uh. good. All right, well, that was a fun little jaunt down memory lane. But, yeah, I had to tell you that I felt like I was 9,000 years old today because Ugh. I realized that Miss Jackson came out twenty over 20 years ago. And, yeah, my students were Ugh. like, yeah, let's like, sing this. And I'm like, <laughs> let's sing this oldies tune. And you're like, you shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? you? <laughs> How very dare you? Oi to the bay. Um, let's see, what else can we talk about? Oh, I went to the movies and I saw the, uh, the new Sandra Bullock movie. Oh, Shannon and I really want to watch it. We're, we're, I think we're going to plan on seeing it this Sunday. It was really fun. I mean, I, I fucking love Sandra Bullock. She is so... I think I, I feel like that people like un, really, truly underestimate like how much of a national treasure she truly is. Oh, I don't think she's... I think No, I think people realize how much of a national treasure she is. I feel, like she that, is. I feel like that she doesn't get enough, like... She's not, like, in the zeitgeist enough. And I feel like that she should be... Everybody should start their day. Hello? How are you? Thank God Sandra Bullock is here. (laughs) Well, we uh, we can only, like... Pray to one deity at a time, and right now we, we can pray, pray to, to many deities. Your... We can. Well, pray. We are at human a time, beings. I mean, I said at a time. When I wake up, I say, "Give thanks for our Lord and Savior Kelly Clarkson." And then mm. later in the day, I can go, "Oh yeah, Sandra Bullock, she's fucking amazing. We love her and stan her." But no, like it's a really fun movie, and it has like you know a little bit of heart, like you want from it. But um, Daniel Radcliffe at one point goes almost full cartoon villain, and it's wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's wonderful. And my only complaint is that it didn't have enough Daniel Radcliffe. (laughs) Like, there's, like, he's in it a lot more than I was, like, than I thought he might be just based off of how, how little we see of him in the trailer. But, mwah. Wow, chef's kiss, so good. Um, also, Brad P- Brad Pitt, so funny. I love that we're in an era where Brad Pitt is not taking himself super seriously anymore, and I love it. Well, I think at this point, like, 
I don't think he, it, 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 like, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to, like, a reputation to uphold. Like, he had the shoulders of, like, being the hunkiest man in Hollywood to kind of keep, to keep up. You know, he had to, like, always be top physical physique, and he had to always keep his cool. And now he just be, like, a buffoon. Because he's like, I got all the money in the world. I got everybody's money. I'm, I can just do stupid shit like this and play a ridiculous character in this ridiculous movie. And thank God. No, like absolutely. That transition into his career, that transition in his career where he's like, instead of being like, a, you know, the, a literal Roman god, like in Troy, now he's just like a, a literal caricature of the characters that he usually played in his movies in, earlier in his career. No, absolutely. And it's just like, it's just so good. It's so silly. Yeah, Shane, Shane and I, I think I was seeing that this weekend. There was another one that we were going to... Oh, he says he wants at. to go see Morbius. He does. He calls it the Batman movie, and I'm like, mm, that's no, 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 really no, close. no. He told, no, he told me he's he calls it the not Venom movie. Not Venom movie, because <laughs> because they they make a Venom joke in the trailer, and it's like Venom adjacent. Like honestly, the not Venom movie is more accurate than the Batman movie <laughs> <laughs> because it is. It's in the same universe as Venom, but it's not Venom. But it's Venom-esque. Like, I'll give you that one. But also, it, the, the Morbius looks really bad. Which means Shane's gonna love it. I know, Shane's gonna be like, this movie was the greatest! And, yeah, I don't know. I was going to go see it either yesterday or today, and then I didn't. I mean, good choices. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't. Um, I did nothing productive, but I just didn't go see Morbius yet. Um, but I still have avoided all of the spoilers, even though everybody and their fucking dog has been trying to spoil this movie. Like the, like the writer or director or something like was like, yeah, this is what this is going on with this movie. Like three days before the movie came out on Twitter. No, 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 no. Shut your face. And people are like, did he just, is that what's just, did this just, okay. And then I watched a couple of like non-spoiler reviews and they're like that's a movie i watched <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i kind of in passing saw an article of the either the director i'm assuming it was the director um kind of responding to the negative critiques and he's just like i stand by what i did <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Looking cool. <laughs> um, from what I understand, it's like the opposite of what Venom Let There Be Carnage did. Because I went and saw Venom Let There Be Carnage. And it was a movie I saw that led up to a really, like, really cool post credit scene that was going to tie into... Spider-Man, right? And I was like, yeah, the yeah, that's right, the Spider-Mans. And I was like, yeah, this is the thing that I watched to get that post-credit scene. And you know what? Cool. This is a movie that you watch that you don't, uh, you don't really enjoy and you don't love, 
And then somehow the post credit scenes are even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, cool. And also there was all of these, like, like the cool thing about the Morbius trailer was that there's all of these references to Spider-Man. And apparently they, like, scrubbed all of those out of the final production. That seems stupid. Yeah. Because that would make it more enjoyable. Yeah, that's the whole reason why everybody wanted to go see this movie. Yet they decided to delay it because they wanted to keep making money off of No Way Home. Which I kind of get, but I was like, nah, because now you have all those little Spider-Man connections. Everybody's going to go want to go like, okay, we saw Spider-Man. Let's go see this Morbius shit so we can figure out what's going on with the Spider-Man thing. But then they announced before they even released the movie that they scrubbed all the Spider-Man stuff out. So everybody was like, well, fuck that. (laughs) Bye. Oh, Sony. Sony's having Sony's having a, a rough time. Well, I mean, the only really good thing Sony does on its own is into the Spider-Verse. So, really, we're just kind of chilling around waiting for Into the Spider-Verse to come out. <laughs> for, for, I mean, yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> it may be shady, but it's true. Can't fault the truth. Nope, nope, nope. Um... Do you have any more bullshit you want to talk about, or should we jump into some Drag Race? Uh, I'm trying to think uh, what's been going on that's noteworthy. I mean... I mean, don't hurt yourself. I mean, I'm trying not to. <laughs> I'm taking... I'm, I'm very much very cautious. Uh, no, I, don't, I mean, just like, you know, just work. Uh, I was able to uh, sub in for the... Um, the uh, a couple a few of the classes the music classes at your school this last month and that I was, know that was fun I know every time I got to see you at school I got so excited yeah it was too bad it was only like a couple times like I was there for I think seven classes yeah and you're only there for like a month or something like that yeah it was only for a hot month and then and then I think there was one week where I didn't even I think there was like a a short day that I didn't even have to come in for a class. Oh, yeah, we had a couple of, like, weird, like, half days because of finals and stuff. Yeah, so... Um, but that was fun, teaching... Uh, I mean, those classes are kind of uh, utter chaos. There's no, like, real, like, structure to them. I was like, okay, so literally it's just everybody free-for-all play at the same time cacophony <laughs> so uh like I, I tried to with this with you know the couple weeks i even had with the kids try to get them to uh, I, I was trying to get the students to play um as a group hey jude by the beatles because i yes. think it was it was an easy enough song that the seasoned musicians in the classes would be able to catch on really quickly as well as the more novice players were able to grab on and you know learn yeah. uh, along the way, um, and uh, some were some classes were more successful than others, and that's that's kind of how it goes sometimes. <laughs> no, and and I, 
because I forgot that you're only going to be there for a month. And so one of the students was like, oh, yeah, Mr. JJ is no longer a sub anymore. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes me sad inside. And he goes, yeah, Mr. JJ was super cool. Like, he was really chill. Like, there were some times when I was like, he should really be, like, yelling at some of these kids. But he didn't. And I was like, years of experience, darling. Years of experience. Yeah. There's there's some certain battles you get to you, you choose. And... <laughs> A lot of the times they're not worth it. <laughs> Word. Um, but yeah, so that was that was kind of fun and uh, uh, being able to like uh, just like connect with young people. It's odd that like sometimes because I'm an old curmudgeon by nature, and the older I get, the more curmudgeon I get as well. And uh-huh. sometimes just being able to like connect with youth is like, oh, that's right. Like culture, ha- you're like the you're you guys are like shaping culture right now. <laughs> it's culture that I don't particularly like or care for, <laughs> but you guys are shaping culture right now. <laughs> no, I love that. Um, the history teacher um, was doing the music major today, and after. Was That's it right. Doesn't no, he play guitar? I was told. Does he yeah. play guitar? Yeah. He plays guitar and he he like dabbles with the piano. He's not as great with the piano as he is with the guitar, but he plays piano. And so he was fumbling. He was playing on the piano. I lied. It wasn't today. It was yesterday. And uh, I was like, oh, I was like, who's playing Alicia Keys? Because it was the uh, if I got you, baby. Some Ooh, people song. want diamond rings. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he's sitting there uh, kind of playing it uh, well enough for me to recognize it um, really quickly. And one of the kids goes, man, that sounds like uh, like uh, like a Charlie Brown kind of music. And we both went, that's Alicia Keys. Excuse you. <laughs> Alicia Keys deserves better than that. Blasphemy, child. Although, and then the kid looks at me and goes, "Are you saying Charlie Brown's not worth it?" I said, "Not on Alicia Keys' level." Oh, damn. Iconic, iconic, in his own right, because Linus and Lucy still slaps, but. <laughs> oh, I still teach that not- song to students. It's it's it is a bop. Like Vince Guaraldi's music is actually incredibly well well crafted. Yes, but. Also, if I ain't got you is no is no Charlie Brown. <laughs> no, I think that in the kids' defense, I think that they're they're responding to the jazzy influence. Yeah. That that song has, and when I guess young people think jazz music, they think Charlie Brown. I guess. It's just funny that but jazz the, the piano. Le- then the... automatically, it's <laughs> Charlie Brown. The leap. From Alicia Keys to Charlie Brown was just so much for my brain. Yeah. I mean, I get it, kind of, but, like, there's a lot, there's a lot. You, you jump from, like, A to F. There could have been a couple, a couple more stepping stones to get to, to get to Charlie Brown. Yeah. But, anyway. But yeah, so that was fun. Um, yeah. I finally finished all the evaluations that I had to do for 
the certificate of merit this this year and that was a hallelujah huge, oh my god i think by the time i completed it all i have i would have i think it was over 200 students that i evaluated this year and i'm like oh my jesus my brain brain hot brain hot so bad i mean I only had to grade math finals, and there wasn't that many of them, so you have my complete and utter sympathy. <laughs> yeah, the, the tricky part about those evaluations, I mean, it's convenient because I can do it all online, so I have my own, I can kind of go at my own pace, but it's, mm. you, you, you have to be like, my brain has to be engaged, like, for long periods of time, or at least, like, collectively a long period of time. I try to space it out so that way I'm not so wiped out because it can it can easily um, like take over the day if I don't like pay attention to it or I can easily get wiped out super quickly if I'm not like care, careful like to space it out. But um, it's, yeah, because and honestly the biggest issue is that when you get a student who is when you have students who are doing really well, it's very easy to kind of make comments on their playing or things that they can suggest. It's really difficult to comment on students who are truly struggling because you have to, as a judge and an evaluator, be both critical, but at the same time, encouraging. Like, I don't want to say, you're, you have no sense of rhythm, you, you don't know how to read music, you cannot keep a beat to save your life. That's not going to help the student at all. <laughs> I have no. To frame, I'm going to have to frame it in a way that, like, hey, maybe if you work more with a metronome, or, hey, maybe if you listen to recordings of the song, you can get a better sense of, you know. And so, like, it's, it's like being, having to, and then doing that over and over and over again. And finding different ways to say the same thing 15,000 different times. That's when it starts being taxing on the brain. <laughs> I mean, just little. So I'm just glad that that's over with. And, uh, and I should get a paycheck from a, a very, a very hefty paycheck from that in the next, this, this next week. So, uh, I'm all for it because Lord knows uh, Uncle Sam is boning me with my taxes, so at least I get some me sort of money. Me too! <laughs> oh my god. I just, got a, I just got the phone call that was, uh, that said, you may be able to balance out your federal and your state to only owe a couple hundred dollars. Ugh. And I went, cool. uh -huh. Well, so it. hopefully that changes, because um, that was just the preliminary report. But we'll wait and see. Yeah, it's uh, Uncle Sam loves to take as much money as you as they would love. Uh, as, uh, it's especially like as because I basically own my own business, so like I get heavily boned because because mm -hmm. Uncle Sam was like, you own your own business, but it's not. But it's not through me. You pay all of the extra taxes. Mwahahaha. So that's fun. Um, so that's fun. So at, yeah. least I, at least I got that to look forward to. 
tax season. But you know what makes me happy? Is it drag race? Drag queens. I love the drag queens. The drag queens. Are you going to set a timer for us? Uh, I'm I'm doing it right now. Okay, so we're going to jump into our Drag Race 20, um, where we set a timer for 20 minutes, 20 minutes only, and we talk all things drag queens for 20 minutes. This is for your benefit, not ours, because Lynn left her own devices. We could talk about Drag Race until we're supposed to record another one, or until all of our devices die, or we have to go to work. Um, or one of us, one of us has to uh, leave for leave to go to sleep. Or even then, I'm like, I'm we'll gonna st- say, even then, I do we'll you know how much it. sleep I have not gotten because we were talking about track race? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it was eleven o'clock one time, and I was getting ready to go. And the next thing I know, it was three a.m. I had work in like four hours, and was like, oh, okay. Guess I'm going. But drag queens, though. But drag queens, though. Alright, so when the timer goes ding, we will stop talking about drag queens. And, uh, yeah, I mean, even if we're mid-sentence, mid-syllable, mid-thought, it will go burp and we'll go, okay, and that thought will be gone forever. Yeah, we won't ever revisit that shit. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. And, but we got a lot to talk about, so are we ready? Uh, I have the timer starts, and now. Oh my god, okay, so where do we want to start? Because I don't think we talked about the finale of UK versus the world. Oh, the shenanigans UK versus the world has wrought. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I, I truly think that... And I, I pray to God that the next All-Stars or whatever All-Stars-esque season, they they have to somehow revamp this All-Stars rules situation because it's getting a little ridiculous that it... Because, and I've said this before, it's been, a, it's been a very long time since in an All-Star season where we actually truly feel like the winner deserve the win. Love you, Blue. Love you, Blue. But Pangina or Jimbo should have won that season. Because the problem is, it's it's never about the actual merit or work or the or the talents of the queens themselves. It's always this extra bullshit of trying no, to play the game and avoid uh, seemingly trying to avoid backlash from the uh, from the drag race uh, fandom or trying to make uh, you know doing going the Naomi Smalls route and trying to make a big splash because that's how you play the game. No, but, and I think that All Stars two is the only All-Stars season where we actually had a winner who was like, oh yeah, no, Alaska was going to win this. No matter which configuration anything went. Did we get a Roxy, uh, a Roxy Andrews there way longer than she should have? Yeah. But I don't think that that fully hindered anyone else from winning. In a sense that, like, mm-hmm. I mean... I don't think Tatiana was going to beat out Alaska for 
for the crown, and I don't think Alyssa Edwards necessarily would have gotten the crown. I think Alaska was always going to get that crown, so... And I don't think, like, the, like, the rigotry of, you know, the, the rigamorous of it all wasn't quite there yet. And then we hit All-Stars 3, and they were like, oh, well, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Trixie will win. <laughs> right, yeah. Let's, I guess, yeah. Let contestants eliminate themselves, and let the, let the eliminated queens determine the top two. <laughs> Sure, because Trixie that makes won. sense. <laughs> yes. So um, I, I truly, truly hope that they revamp. Because UK versus the world, there were just so many bizarre choices. Not only on like the queens who who the queens chose to eliminate, but just like some of the judging was like, you put them in the bottom, really. Oh, yeah. Well, the fact that Juju went as long as she did without hitting the bottom. I truly believe, like, uh, uh, really up until the last episode, really, I truly, like, I truly believe that, like, they are they trying to, like, shove down our throats, like, a, a, Juju, a Juju, like, redemption arc here? It almost reminds me of, like, remember when Leonardo DiCaprio didn't win an Oscar for the longest time, and then he won an Oscar for a movie that wasn't Oscar very good <laughs> worthy and so they're like yeah well it's like a legacy oscar he deserved it for his other works i thought that's what they're going to do they're gonna like well juju kind of shit the pot this season but remember all the other shit she did in this her previous uh, goings that shit was good so we're gonna reward her for that i guess but i don't know like even then was just like it would i would have been gagged if they were like yeah we're just let juju juju win and i'm gonna be like I mean, Her? personally, personally, <laughs> I'd be like, yes, because Juju is queen, is god, goddess, yes. absolute, absolute ferocity personified. But would it have been deserved for that season? No, because clearly no. it was either a Jimbo or a Pangina. It should have won. It should. It should have been. Honestly, if they should have been, they should have been the two duking it out for the crown. At the yes, end. those sh- those two should have been the top and i can't remember who who said it i can't remember where it was it might have been uh willem on uh race chaser race but, chaser um they i mean the bottom the it ultimately did come to a uk versus a u.s girl at the, at the finale and i think that it, well that i was, mean it was it was just uk versus u.s because the top four were two u.s girls and two exactly, uk girls yeah. so like having all, it was it was you know pr- pretty clear that the producers were kind of gunning for that kind of a finale having the uk girls versus the u.s girls because you know all the shit about like oh the u.s girls are really like intense when they compete and all the uk girls were like wow they're they're coming in hard wow they're kind of mean <laughs> That's right, bitch. <laughs> well, okay, so tea that I heard is that they are going to do another versus the world, but the next host city was going to be Canada. But if they do Canada's drag race versus the world, RuPaul cannot be the host because of the laws of Canada. 
do they not allow black people to host shows? I don't understand. They don't allow <laughs> non-Canadian natives to host shows. If you're going to be the star of a show in Canada, I I like I like the lead host. You have to be a Canadian native or like born in Canada. So then, which why- is why, which is why all of the 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 hosts, judges, or whatever in Canada are all Canadian. It's not just like oh look we're you know Canada. It's because it's the law in Canada for uh for film, and it's also like. Uh, Canada is trademarked so it, it wasn't going to be it couldn't be RuPaul's Drag Race Canada or Canada's Drag Race or you know uh, it had to be Canada's Drag Race because Canada is trademarked the name Canada is trademarked? yeah I didn't know you can trademark the name of a country I thought it was just apparently like, you can okay I mean work so, Canada <laughs> I mean, so it's just, like, so there's, like, a lot of, like, these crazy rules, but that's what's, like, supposed to be down the pipeline next, which is what also supposed to be down the pipeline next is that they should have already filmed Drag Race Superstars, and we should be getting that instead of a Drag Race All-Star 7. Uh-huh, yeah. That I do remember. And I'm fine with that. And I would be okay. I'm glad that they're doing the Superstars instead of an All-Stars 7, just because I think we need a break from All-Stars. And I would hate to have all of that in one se- like one year because it's like, they're already, they've already announced like, oh my God, did you hear? Like, I think I saw it today is that uh, they announced that they're doing like a Drag Race Sweden. Sweden. Yep. I heard that. I'm like, when do we, like, we still need to get France. España just started. España season two. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I have no desire to watch España number two. Well, especially because España one was really good. I'm like, like, I mean, the, I, 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 I mean, I found. It's just a lot. It, I think. I don't know. I I don't even know who I I didn't even watch the Meet the Queens nor I have no idea who's even competing on the second season. But like maybe I'll maybe I'll like pick it up if I uh, if I find if I find the fancy at some point. But like I truly have like no desire to watch. I don't know why. I really don't like the Queens in the first season were so good, um, and. I do really actually like Supreme as like a, a judge and a host. like a host, and she like and she's fucking gorgeous. So uh, like I don't, I just I, I can't. I don't know. I think it's just it's so much, and it's it's hard when you don't speak the language because the the captions, like the English captions, don't translate as well. To what they're actually doing. There's always a little bit of lost in translation, translation kind of happening, yeah. And so far, like for these like, uh, like foreign seasons, the second season hasn't been as good as the first one. I thought Holland season one was brilliant. Holland season two was that was a thing I watched. There's I mean, also a lot of bullshit that happened in Holland season two. 
a lot of bullshit happened in Holland season two. <laughs> and actually, I heard that I think it's official that Holland is not getting renewed for a season three. I think isn't I think Holland two. It, no, I think it's UK versus the world. I think is officially the lowest rated Drag Race season. Um. Uh... Crap, Mira Bingle just did a video about this, and I don't remember which one was the lowest full season. I know, I just watched a video, I think today, of which ones had the lowest rated premiere. And I think the lowest rated premiere out of all of them was season Drag Race Season 13. Oh, for that the was premiere. The, for the premiere episode. Mm. And I think that was only because of, like, nobody liked the Pork Chop Lounge. Yeah, because it was useless and never really came to fruition. On... Yeah, no, because those were choices. Yeah. Um, Alright, let's talk about 14. The never-ending story! <laughs> um... We were like, I was sitting there and I was like, I feel like the last time we recorded an episode, like, if we had recorded this last week, we'd have been like, Hey, we finally got an elimination since the last time we recorded. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we went almost six episodes with no eliminations. It was so That's long. Wild. Okay. Um, like, I saw it posted like on like Twitter or something, and I was like, oh my god, I can relate to that, is that the early outs feel like they were on a different season. Like, if you're being like... Yeah, do you remember like, June Jambalaya? Jambalaya yeah. June Jambalaya and Cornbread and uh, Maddie Morphosis, Orion's Story. Remember those bitches? Oh yeah, weren't they on last season? Nope, this season. It's this season, because it was three years ago, it feels like. <laughs> the season that never ends it yeah it was just so funny because if i remember friends. feeling like last season felt like a season that never ended and then they were like oh you thought 13 never <laughs> ended bitch <laughs> hold my stiletto yeah hold my earrings uh, hold my baby like ugh. no and i think it's and it's I again I've been watching YouTube because I have had nothing better to watch. Um, YouTube. I don't remember what what channel it was. It might have been I think it was Drag Detective. I uh, was like, this is the pacing of this season is bonkers, and it's why it feels like is nine thousand years like going on because we've had so many episodes with no eliminations, and they said and I feel like there was like. Uh, riggery with it but not in the sense that like the judges were trying to like manipulate like anything it was that with cornbread going out when she did and them still continuing to eliminate somebody that episode it threw off the count for how many girls they needed for each challenge so they're like we can't eliminate anybody this week why? Because we still need seven girls for the next challenge. Oh, and then the week after that, because they're gonna we're gonna use the chocolate bar there, so we can get past that challenge, and then have seven girls again because we need seven girls for this challenge also. And oh, we are gonna do snatch game with ten girls, but we needed. Uh, but then we, you know, lost two people at the same time, so now we have to push it off, and we'll do it later when we can have however many people we want. 
And it was just, it was a fascinating video. And I was just like, but all of like the weird gaps, like if they had just not eliminated anybody on the episode Cornbread went home, I think the, epi- like the season wouldn't have felt as long because we would have had more episodes with people getting eliminated as opposed to going all of these extra episodes holding off on eliminating people because they needed it for the numbers. Well, I'm looking at a chart of, like, the episodes and, like, which queen's getting eliminated. Of the 13 episodes that have happened so far, one, two, three, four, five have resulted, um... In eliminations? With nobody being eliminated. Nobody being... In, in the sense that, like, being sashayed away. Like, the... Yeah. Cor- like, the, um... Like, Rue eliminating us. Uh, it's not not counting cornbread being having to be having to okay well that leave. was but it still would have been an episode where somebody was eliminated because somebody still went home because we all thought nobody was going to go home that episode because cornbread went uh had left already and we're like oh they, they they really just kicked a bitch out okay okay well if we count that then um then there are four episodes total that nobody has gone home and the 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 biggest i think effect was having all the bottom queens go through that lip sync la perusa on the yeah. following episode because that resulted in not in two episodes where um nobody went home nobody went home because i think uh yeah because that was the episode where um no, Jasmine. Jasmine. No, Jasmine home. went home. Jasmine, Jasmine went home, home, and then the next week, Bosco got the golden Bosco got the chocolate gold bar. Yeah. I'm just so, glad we don't have to watch nobody go. It's chocolate. It's chocolate. <laughs> and have Rue be like, <gasps> <gasps> oh. oh. And when Bosco unwrapped it. <gasps> oh yeah. It's, it's like when RuPaul watches a girl do a split for the, like, 400th time in an episode. <gasps> yeah, she's like, absolutely shits herself. You're like, you, you, you've seen that before, calm down. <laughs> but, yeah, I think... Uh, and, I mean, it, could it be uh, uh, a, a symptom of just, like, well... Drag races has to has to somehow like shake up the 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 season in in some some fashion because it, the same old formula can get pretty stale. So, having... well, I'm not I'm not mad at the chocolate bar thing. I'm mad that we had four episodes where no bitches went home. Somebody goes home. And then we use the chocolate bar and save somebody. So we got another week with nobody going home. Cause I'm like, well, God damn it. Like, like if we had only had like a couple episodes at the beginning where nobody went home and then we went where a bunch of people went home week after week, by the time the chocolate bar actually like became a gold bar and somebody got to stay, it would have been like, wow, that was satisfying. Cause the tension was there every time somebody went to unwrap the chocolate. There's no tension because we went most episodes forgetting there was a twist because no bitches went home. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, like, I would have been fine with the the chocolate twist if it was, like, had, like, an actual payoff. Yeah. That made sense. (laughs) Yeah. 
this probably was probably a wasted season for the for the gold the chocolate, chocolate bar. Yeah. It, and also it, like using it on Bosco at this point, like I don't know, like I think Bosco's cool. I think all of the girls are great this season. They're all really talented, but like we just watched Bosco do like fifteen bra and panties and corsets for like all of her runways. And then have the gold chocolate bar after completely bombing the the rusical was like not rewarding for me. I just didn't care. Well, I mean, every time people bring up people, you know, drag race contestants wearing the same shit, fucking Bianca Del Rio won an entire season on one dress. So, I mean, it's well, it yeah, is what but it that is. was also that was also how many seasons ago? Like. It's decades ago. Nine, yeah, nine seasons ago or <laughs> six, eight seasons ago. Like, I don't know. And it's not even like it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just over it. Um, I think I'm just like, I just want to get to the end. I just want to get to the end. But um, can we talk about the musical for a second? Because the musical slapped. I really yeah, like the arrangement. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked the arrangement of how those songs worked out because it was so well done. They even had the drag you song in there, which I thought was hysterical. That is hysterical. I was a little bit turned off by having the actual composer be part of the the thing. I get that they, they needed some sort of lead, but uh, like male lead, but like it's weird. I did like the fact that they included um, Leslie Jordan in in the musical that was hysterical no i loved that also no i think though for the male lead instead of having who was it leland it should have been calyx our yeah, new favorite been... pit crew dude yeah. who was like who was the, the guy member. yeah who was the guy who was gonna marry the girls in the daytona wins Erp, time's up oh, okay well on that note we're going to take a break Take a break. And we're back, 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 back again. Welcome back, y'all. Word. Um... I just looked at how long we've been on the phone, and I'm like, this episode is going to be so long because we've had nothing to keep us on topic. <laughs> but now we do. But now we do because we're gonna we're gonna do a recap, a uh, a recap, if you will. Uh, it's not a recap because we're not talking about that anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was the last segment. Jeez. I know. God damn it. All right, no, we're gonna do a recap, and we're gonna start talking about. Moon Knight! I'm so excited. I really love I really loved the first episode of Moon Knight. And Oscar Isaacs is daddy. Oh my god, he, he is, is so, so good looking. Good looking in this show. <laughs> like, oh talk British to me all the time. <laughs> all the time, like, please. I mean, he chains himself to his bed. He's like, oh, hello, Kiki. Ah. Hot. 
Hot. Uh. And there is something about like being kind of like a kind of a bumbling idiot. Like his so like Oscar Isaacs plays a character who has um multiple personalities. And we're led to believe that his main personality is Steven. Steven yes. with a V. And <laughs> uh and he kind of plays this like museum worker who's kind of like kind of dopey a little like he he's he he's not like a really smooth talker to the ladies he's kind of a little he's uh, a pushover he's kind of a pushover he's like you know a generally he he's like you know a just a pretty average kind of like just dopey guy who um, just happens to have a, a, another personality who's like a fucking deadly ass mercenary possessed by uh, an Egyptian god <laughs> so, named Mark? <laughs> na- yes, is that that? And I think those are the only. I think we're led to believe that he has more than those two, but we haven't like yet. We only know of Mark and Steven so far. Yeah, so so we know that, um, and from what I understand from the little bits that I saw of Moon Knight on, like, cartoons. Um, that typically Mark is the main identity and all of the other, any of the other multiple identities were all, like, the the sub-identities. But in, like, here we're led to believe that Steven's the main identity, and then they kind of pull the rug from me. You're like, oh, nope, just kidding, because look at all this shit. Um, So I'm, I think I like the turnaround for that, and I really like that we don't see Mark at all during the first episode, except for through mirrors when they and uh, like when they talk to each other because there's something so unsettling about having Steven wake up in all of these weird spots and or like zone out and come back and he's in a completely different position and like everything has changed like the like when he first comes up and meets meets up with the cult leader uh Ethan Hawke's character mm-hmm. whose name I can't remember right now um and all of a sudden like he like zones out and then wakes up again and he's like covered in blood and all of these mm-hmm. dead bodies are on the ground you're like oh like, shit what happened <laughs> and then he does it again when he's in like he steals the cupcake truck and he's like shoving cupcakes at people because he can't fight and then all of a sudden he yeah. zones out and wakes up again and he has a gun in his hand and there's a again a, a guy with a hole in his face from being shot and you see like a car flip because he had like shot the driver and you're like whoa I mean it's just it's fascinating it's such good filmmaking and it's good storytelling because it's like by the time I hit the end of the episode I was like I want to know more I want to see more oh yeah yeah what I really do appreciate is they you really feel the that like sense of panic and uh like a nervous a nervedness when he does like transition in and out of um 
personalities and the, f- yeah. the way that they do those transitions are really are, uh, are, is really well done too because uh, that is kind of how in, you know people who do actually suffer from this disorder that's kind of how they they that's kind of what their experience is like they go though when they're uh, when their body is being taken over by one of the one of their other personalities that main personality will have just like periods of time where they have no idea what happened and have no memory or recollection of it and so how seeing his like him open his eyes and just see the pure terror and panic that he he has because he's in like completely foreign like there's one like one of the, the he goes to bed and he, he like goes to sleep in his bed and wakes up in like fucking Bavaria or something or some shit with like his jaw broken and you're like what the fuck just happened <laughs> and like that sheer terror and panic of like and confused mixed with confusion and just it, it, it's such it's such a good and it speaks to Isaac's Oscar Isaac's like ability talent. to talent and his talent that like he can like shift between and make us believe that he's like these two different characters um i really like i really enjoyed that and he does it so seamlessly and so so well well and i love the details that they put into it also for you to realize that steven is not the main one in control of the body he's not the lead mind because he like he thinks that he sleepwalks because he like will put tape on the door so if so he'll know if he left he'll he, has, uh, like, he tries sand to around. stay awake yeah he puts sand so he on the ground so he can see where his uh if he got up the sand would move he has his foot chained to his bed he tries to stay awake by doing puzzles and stuff to keep his uh because he knows when he falls asleep he go he thinks that he sleepwalks mm-hmm. and it's just it's fascinating to see all of these little little things that are put in there to be like this should be your first clue that he doesn't know what's going on because he doesn't know what he's doing when he's quote unquote asleep. And I think that that's brilliant. And then, um, I love the way everything's framed and how the cinematography is beautiful. Oh yeah. Like, well, like when he'll move and like his like image will still be in a reflection, not have moved. Like when he's in the museum, you're like, Oh, and um or at one point he moves when he's in the bathroom for that last scene he moves and his reflection like kind of keeps going and then turns around to stare at him so you have two of them looking at each other but one's the reflection and one's there and they start talking to each other and you're just like it's just like oh it's so good and then the whole moon knight character itself looks wonderful like i'm like oh man that looks wonderful when he's just beating the shit out of this like Mm-hmm. I don't know, Jackal or whatever that was chasing him. It's, oh, mwah. I love it. I love yeah, it there's so this, much. There was one shot where I think he was uh, at, like, a fountain. He was talking to that uh, street performer who was, like, frozen. And he's at yeah. the fountain. And you see the image of, and it looks like it's right side up. But, we, but when you zoom out, it's actually an upside down reflection of the scene that you're seeing. And I'm like, whoa. I mean, yes, 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 yes. I mean, because it was like a leaf hit it. And it's also just a great way for like establishing like 
that like like you know, disorder like as far as like you're like what's going on what's real it's unsettling and it does a really of, like, good job with a stab of like horror elements oh yeah we got a straight up jump scare in 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 the uh, uh, like when he was like going up and down the elevator and he gets to the like empty hallway and then all of a sudden like Moon Knight is like right up in your face. I was like I oh, was yeah. like oh, oh oh I didn't know this was a scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just so scary. I mean scary because uh, <laughs> notice that this these dropped right after they made you uh, when you signed in to reset all of your things for like mature audiences. Oh, it didn't do that for me. Oh, you didn't do, you didn't have to do that. Okay, so because when I re-signed in on my TV, um, onto Disney Plus, they uh, it started asking me questions about uh my settings for my profiles because they have they well also because they had put the Netflix series. Uh, you know, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and all that on uh, Disney Plus now. So it has a mature setting. So if you want to go and watch those, you have to have the clearance. And I had to, like, enter in, like, my my password again and stuff. So it would let me uh, set my profiles to uh, mature. Oh, maybe I did that. I, I don't think I did that when I watched Moon Knight, I think we, I think that had, I might have. Done it happened that, like, probably. It could have happened before. It's just how yeah. it lined up for mine, and I think that it was just as interesting that they had done that right before they had dropped Moon Knight, though, to have people. So if you hadn't been watching it and you logged is in, you even, had to even, do the mature settings. Is it even rated mature or like uh? It's not rated mature, but I think that it's like, it's kind of your hint that we're starting to go that way. Because I think it's I mean, still it's, pretty bloody. it's TV it's TV fourteen I think. Uh, I can't try. I'm trying to look at it. Uh, I don't want. <laughs> It's giving me like the ratings, not. Oh yeah, it's yeah TV fourteen. You're right. Yeah, um, see, I know things. Uh. Oh yeah. So I yeah I didn't I didn't realize it was like. I'm assuming then the rest of the like, the bulk of the. Like content on Disney Plus is like PG and under, I suppose, or PG thirteen maybe and under. Yeah, and so I think, though, like, because I don't think necessarily that Moon Knight has fully fallen underneath that uh, mature rating for, like, the settings on your Disney+, Plus, but I think they're getting us ready for it. And so this is, like, starting, like, Perhaps, the gateway yeah. to being, like, things are going to start getting a little bit more dicey here, friends, as I mean, we, we get, move forward. Like, we get some really bloody scenes in this opening episode. Yeah, and I think that they're they're well shot and they're they're done well to where I don't think like if it was anything other than a Disney show, I don't think we would have been like, man, this is kind of a mature audience. But it's a Disney show, so we're like, man, this is kind of a mature audience. But I think that I mean we have Blade coming out soon, and if that's just gonna go on Disney Plus, like if Blade's not rated R, we've done it's Blade be, wrong. Yeah, it's gonna be 
there's going to be riots in the street. Yeah, Deadpool 3 is coming out, and they've already, Kevin Feige's already said it's going to be rated R. So I think that this is like just, we're slowly like adjusting our brains to be like, oh, I can watch super intense things on Disney Plus, and it's right. fine. Yeah, because you but have I a was really ex- setting yeah. for it. Yeah, but I was really excited to start watching the next episode of Moon Knight, but JJ called me and said we had to record a podcast, so I haven't watched it yet, but I'm excited to tell you all about it when we get there, yeah, which honestly, will be probably, I will probably watch it after we get done here. Oh, I, I will. If I stayed up this late, I might as well watch Moon Knight. Yeah. But um, I thoroughly enjoyed the first episode. Can't wait for more. Um, this is what a six six, six episode series. So um, it's a six episode series. One day we'll be worthy enough to get all of the uh, the screeners because apparently the like movie reviewers and like show reviewers got the first four episodes. Oh, nice! Yeah, for screeners. So it's like, why aren't we famous yet? Working I want to be important. I want to be important enough to get the first four episodes of Moon Knight before it drops and God then be mad that match. I have to wait four weeks before I can watch episode five. Right. I want to have special privileges. Mm, privileges. But, um, while we whine about our, our privileges, we're going to kick it over to Jonathan for some straight talk. Whoa. Um, where he's going to talk about um, the things that we're too queer to talk about. Or too queer to care about. <laughs> that's honestly more like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. Okay. Alright, Jonathan, tell us the word. Straight talk! It's mostly politics. Producer Jonathan here. As a straight white man, there are certain topics I'm able to parse that our hosts won't touch, and the team still feels like they're worth airtime. So, pop open a can of cream and mushroom for that casserole, and let's get into it. It has been a little bit since we've had a podcast or a straight talk, so there's a lot of things that kind of passed me by and maybe I wanted to talk about and not really relevant anymore. <clears throat> But that's neither here nor there. Uh, a couple couple political things that I wanted to mention right off the bat <clears throat> uh, is not a straight topic at all. But because we didn't really have a news segment in this uh, episode because it was like a catch-up and we haven't had a podcast in an indeterminate number of weeks, um, I feel like it's, it's important to talk about uh, the headlines a little bit. And this headline is not, well, I guess it, it might be a straight talk topic. I'm not entirely sure. But it's about the uh, Florida don't say gay bill, which <clears throat> credibly homophobic, transphobic, awful. Like, let's get that right out of the right out of the park. The level at which um, casual sort of homophobia has returned um is frankly startling uh just in in like federal politics today like i it, you know pre 2008 levels of just people feeling real free to say 
the dumbest things <clears throat> that I can think of. But I only bring it up because, uh, you know, I was seeing a couple posts this uh, this week. that There's like a glimmer of hope in that uh, particular topic that uh, much like in, I believe, 2005, there was a Texas law that uh, was trying to ban gay marriage. But the wording of it was so vague that it technically banned all marriage. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's sort of like a monkey's paw you didn't uh, read the fine print on your genie wish kind of thing. Um, and obviously it's awful. So I'm like, you know, take take away the layer of like, this is just objectively bad and we should be doing things to fight against it. And then you, you peel that back and then you get the little, the little bits that are funny and the little bits that are, that are like the silver, the silver lining. You know, those are the things that we're enjoying because if we didn't, we'd spend all day screaming in the streets. I would hope I would. Um, but <clears throat> little, uh, uh, letters from a couple teachers in schools in Florida, uh, sent off to parents, um, who, parents, like, people like, you know, Republican, uh, far right leaning political people are now like furious at the, at this bill because of its, its wording. And like, because teachers are deciding if they follow exactly the letter of the law, uh, as it says, they're not allowed to use gendered language at all. Uh, which means cisgendered language. So instead of, you know, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Teacher or Mr. Teacher, uh, they, they go for the, the MX, which I think is pronounced mix. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm not, I, I'm, you know, I'm not, not an expert, but all uh, references where they might use a pronoun, you know, he, she uh, are now they's. Even if it's, you know, George Washington is now a they. Uh, Harriet Tubman, a they. Because if they were to use the gender, like the cisgendered language, that violates the, the bill where they're using gendered language at all. And um, it really is just sort of in the darkest of time, not the, yeah, in a, in a dark time, seeing, you know, educators. Uh, sort of speak out against the absurdity of this law uh, by doing that and like riling up parents because nothing, nothing changes, nothing moves the needle in politics faster than angry parents at like a, an open forum. I think, I think one of the strongest politi politically active groups is angry parents. Um, the, the laws that I've seen, even like this law, this law is a thing that affects schools. Like it, it came up and it passed. It seemed like really quickly. Other other laws you hear about not influenced by angry parents uh, in open forums don't get passed very fast. This one passed. I mean, gosh, I don't. When was the first uh, first time we heard about the the Florida bill? It can't have been more than a couple months ago, and it's already law. It's already uh, being maliciously complied with which is great. It's great when malicious compliance can be used for good. But yeah, this, and a lot of, what is this? Uh, far right, far right. I'm not, this is straight talk. This isn't far right politics talk. That's, that's the, the two things are not paired together, right? They're, they're different and they're not, you know, just because you're straight doesn't mean you're, you know, supporting the Florida government 
and their stupid ass shenanigans. Which I mean, I don't know if you watch. There were a couple tweets I saw this week, last week. I mean, it's been over the course of a couple weeks now, and like I think. Like, if you, I mean, I don't watch Fox News. No one should watch Fox News. But there are people who watch Fox News for you, for us. They're like uh, Media Matters and like there's other organizations who just sort of like, they they make little notes about what the talking points are on far-right media. Um, and the, the Fox News mentioned in the span of a week Disney like 350 times. Because I think Disney came out against the Florida bill and... A uh, bunch of people were like, let's boycott Disney. And then they're trying to, uh, I don't know. They're, 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 they're moving in a weird direction in like the public sphere and uh, using words. That I don't think they think mean what they think they mean, but they're sort of like appropriating them to mean whatever they want. And it's really, it's not going to be good for anybody, but they're like boycotting Disney as if Disney cares, as if anyone who enjoys Disney, uh, cares that a far-right person's not going to go to the theme park oh you mean i can go to disneyland and get a pineapple dole whip can you get can you still get pineapple dole whip i guess i'm going to go to disney world because they're they're boycotting the, the florida one i'm going to go to disney world and i'm going to get a whatever the exclu- dipping dots what's an exclusive treat at disney world they podcast hosts joanna jj they would ream me for not knowing <laughs> What an exclusive treat. A churro? Like, I, I guess you could get a churro wherever uh, for not knowing what what it is, what, what you do at Disney World. But I digress. Um, nobody nobody cares. If anything, they've uh, effectively improved Disney World. And, like, now it seems like a much more safe and friendly place because they're not there. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Um, but they just, I mean, they're getting... They've been getting mad at Disney for a lot of things. There's, and I guess it's because Disney's animated movies aren't for straight white people most recently. And I mean, all Disney movies are for straight white people, obviously. Everything that was ever made since they started, since the first movie ever came out with the train, you know, coming to the camera, of the when they shot the moon, um, or the early movie where. Yeah, the old all all media has been has been for my people, um, and now we have the audacity to complain about Encanto or uh, turning turning red as like movies that focus on either women <laughs> or other minorities. I mean, I think they, I think I think the same people were up in arms about Coco, and I'm pretty sure I recall uh, a lot of reading about people who were mad about Mulan, like. 20 years ago god that's not 20 years ago is it when did mulan come out i'm about to hurt myself march 2020 ha that's that's a terrible google don't google when did mulan come out thinking that you're gonna find out that it came out in whenever in the 90s and then it's just it's 2020 because they remade it um it's 1998 but yeah like 20 years ago they're on the same shit about disney like uh, I remember before Tangled came out, there was a really good bit on 30 Rock. Uh, yeah, I'm going off on a wild ride here, and I'm not even talking about... We created this segment for me to talk about Halo on Paramount+, Plus, 
and I'm completely boshing it. So you'll have to wait till next week when I talk about a few. And again, also, you should, if you don't have Paramount Plus, you should wait until the entire Halo series is released before streaming it. I'll get to that in like a minute. Um, <clears throat> 20, they've been saying this for 20 years. No, 30 Rock Band. Gosh, talking is hard. Podcasting is difficult. Like, man, don't take a bunch of medication and then edit a podcast and try to produce it. It is a, it is a wild ride. I am telling you now. Um, 30 Rock, Disney, joke. It was before Tangled came out, the 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 joke that they had because again tangled kind of ruins the joke because it's about a white disney princess but it was like there hadn't been a white disney princess since 1991 which because you know you had uh, pocahontas uh jasmine mulan and tiana i believe were wow you look at me i'm naming all the princesses give me a good snaps for that someone give me some snaps for that anyway um it's not new what I'm saying, like I remember, Disney villains used to be evil, like they were witches or demons or the church or, uh, your dad or like legs, not having legs. No, no, it was a witch in that one. But now, like the villain isn't. It's like not the abstract concept of evil. It's the abstract concept of like generational trauma from like you know you got brave. Encanto turning red. And instead of these movies having parents who are dead, we're normally, you know, it's like Disney, those are good Disney trope. You, the parents are dead. So, like, you don't got to worry about, like, the, you know, the kids running around doing dangerous stuff. It's like, it's okay. There's no one to call them home and yell at them and be, you know, whatever. And they're all Brothers Grimm's Tales, which uh, I think part of their contract in writing those books was that they had to have dead parents because, I don't know. Or evil parents, evil step step parents, but now they're alive and they're like apologizing. Like, it's just so weird. I don't understand. Like, why is this shift? I guess the shift is good, cause, like, those are, like, the witches aren't. Well, I mean, yeah, witch. The evil witches aren't real. You know, uh, dragons aren't real. Like, there's not going to be a giant dragon to burn a hole in your castle and, you know, curse you or whatever. But, like, generational trauma is real. So, I guess it's, you know, it's good to have these things reflected. Especially for kids, I guess, or whatever. Straight Tag has gone a little bit off the rails. And part of that's uh, my fault. And part of it is your fault. So, listeners, I want you to take some responsibility and accountability with me on that and we're gonna do better next week and we're probably gonna talk about the halo series streaming on paramount plus because i think that i mean i've i've got several thoughts about it but this is your one week warning to either watch it or skip past this segment because it's we're gonna be talking about that space marine show with the this is a very straight show. Uh, bim, bam, boom, bam, back to the podcast. All right. That's enough straightness up in here. Let's gayify it with some nanny. Woo, gay. Such gay. Yes, war queen. 
<laughs> Mr. Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield. Oh my God. But yeah, we're in. Uh, we're chugging along, season four. Um, I'm just refamiliarizing myself with these episodes that I've seen. Um, uh, most of them are pretty. There are a lot more. Uh, the the last few episodes that I watched, they always are alluding back to the the airplane take back moment uh, that uh that happened at the finale of last season and so like half of the time half of the jokes are like always like referencing that and the fact that like niles doesn't know what it is and tries to pry it out of the two and he never and they have yet to like get to it there's a um there's a really kind of poignant episode where uh maxwell's brother nigel comes into town and uh, yes. basically like woos Fran because he's basically Nigel basically represents a Maxwell Sheffield who's interested in her. <laughs> yeah. And to the point where he's like, I'm going to take you away. We're going to like, I'm going to, you know, get us on the QE2 and meet me at the docks at midnight and I will swoop you, you know, sweep you off your feet and into a life of luxury and uh, romance with me. And she's like, damn it, I really want to do that because nothing is happening with your brother. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately she doesn't, I mean, she tries her hardest, but she, uh, she ultimately doesn't make it in time for her to she doesn't get to the dock before the the boat disembarks so um she ends up missing missing her uh the, her chance but when she does come back home uh, you know in the at some point she like rolled her ankle or something and maxwell's like oh i didn't realize that you um like rolled your ankle. I'll. How about I, you know, put some ice on it and I'll pick you up and put you upstairs. And then Fran is like, "Yeah, this is what I wanted. This is what I. This is what I like. Franny like. Franny like this." <laughs> so it's like, okay, yeah, she she really doesn't have it bad for Maxwell, even though like she tried to take the easy out, which Nigel would have been an easy out, but mm-hmm. she truly has it bad for Maxwell. And I mean, as we know, Maxwell has it bad for her because. Otherwise, this show wouldn't exist. <laughs> exactly. a, there, no, there would be no reason for this show to to be on the air if that wasn't the case. But um, we do have have a couple of questionable interest, uh, 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 inductees into the Fuck Watch to twenty twenty two Hall of Fame because they're odd. Um, yeah, no, your um, your notes made me giggle. Um, <laughs> Fran and Maxwell have ping pong sex. <laughs> ping pong sex? And it's And like, as, at first I was like, what? And then I immediately flashed to the scene in my brain. I'm like, I remember this. I remember this vividly. It's absolutely it's absolutely they're they're having ping pong sex. Um and it full and it's full on like they are grunting. They are having like they are like heavy breathing. They are and then when I think I think they both, quote unquote, 
climax at some point <laughs> because then they're like oh i need a i need a cigarette or something like that you know the classic after sex jokes or whatever but and then the next episode they like hug really hard <laughs> I, I like they they just like have a really like lingering embrace and i'm like i guess this is a fuck watch because it's like this is like it's intimate com- it's very intimate so we did get a uh, a guest starring role of um rosalind kind who is uh barbara streisand's i believe half sister yeah half sister and because and that's basically like it could be basically barbara streisand for friend because she's like absolutely you know flabbergasted that she has uh, essentially jewish royalty and <laughs> in, in, in her vicinity but um but yeah so we're just kind of continuing to see where if they end up i mean it's pretty damn clear that they're going to be ending up together so it's just a matter of when because they can only hug each other really hard for so long (laughs) (laughs) it's just so funny fran and maxwell hug really hard (laughs) so i'm like i know it's it's oh my god i cannot with the housing market right now joanna have i not told you about capital realty center oh the premier realty group that supported and succeeded throughout the california landscape now i remember if that's what you're looking for call kathy johnson at 916-606-0687 to win that next bid that's kathy johnson with capital realty center at 916-606-0687. License number 02021378. We're back. Eep, op, ork, ah, ah. Even though that song is a little a little problematic, it is still a bop. It's still a bop. <laughs> okay. So, we got a teaser trailer for the Obi-Wan show. Um, it says May 25th, but I think it already got... I think it got delayed. Not by, like, a lot. It's just, like... What was I watching? I was watching... Oh, I was listening to Kevin Smith's podcast, and they said that... It instead of coming out on the twenty fifth, it got it's gonna come out on the twenty seventh. Yeah, the twenty seventh. So only by like a couple of days. Just like a couple of days. So is that because like... I want to say they're gonna have a Marvel show and a Star Wars show out around the same time, and I think it's gonna be oh, what we don't have on here, the trailer for uh, Miss Marvel came Ms. out. Marvel. I think it's coming. Yeah, but I think that's coming out around the same time. Ms. Marvel. Uh, yeah, beginning of June. Yeah, so we're going to finally have some overlap. Yeah, so they'll overlap each other, yeah. Yeah, June 8th. So... So we get some Star Wars, and then we get some Marvel. Was That's probably what the following week and a half... Or, it's probably the following week, isn't it? When... Two, two weeks. Two weeks, yeah, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, a week and a half, so yeah, so it'd be, because, 
that means we're gonna be we're be recap recapping a lot. <laughs> recapping a lot crazy. Cause I'm really excited for this Obi Wan show. I think it's gonna be fun. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it looks really well. It looks really cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. It looks really yeah. Yeah, it's just the cinematography again. I mean, if one thing Disney know how to do, they know how to film a, film a thing. Yeah, they can. They know. They know how to. They know the way around the camera. I mean, maybe a little bit. Um, also, this Miss Marvel show also looks really cute. I know, right? Like, if the, it just looks super charming. <laughs> and I'm like, I love this. It's very uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah, it, do, it is. It, kind of, it does give off that, like, that feel. And I love that for me. Um, because I, I just think it's going to be, you know, fun and goofy and we'll probably hit some, you know, mega punch to the gut in the feels of feelings and stuff. But, uh, right now it just, it looks like a fun show aimed for like, you know, teenage girls. And I love shows for teenage girls. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Well, unless if you're uh, a viewer of Red Panda, then heaven forbid you be a teenage uh, anybody else other than a teenage girl. Uh, don't get me started. Uh, I, <laughs> Turning red was so good, and the people complaining about how teenage girls were a not that cringy in the early two thousands. Um, and B, shouldn't be talking about having your period on a Disney movie, can all shove it. Because A, I was that cringy in the early 2000s. That was me, but not Asian. <laughs> yeah. I, those were me and my friends listening to NSYNC. And two, yeah, let's normalize periods so maybe boys don't go, ew, every time somebody talks about, like, a pad. It's again. It's the it's the whole like patriarchal cent- central. Everything has to be rela- relatable to the you know white cisgendered male. Otherwise, it's not a it's not a worthy piece of pop culture. I'm like, even teenage boys can still get teenage boys are, are just as cringy, if not more cringy. Yeah. No. Y- y- you are your worst version of yourself in middle school, and that is what this movie portrays. Like, I remember watching, like, reviews of, like, people who enjoyed the movie, but they're like, since when is 13 considered an adult? I'm like, when you're 13! When you turn 13, you think you are, like, the baddest motherfucker on the planet because you are now a grown-up because you are a teenager. Nobody else thinks you're a grown-up, but you sure as hell do. That's why they're like, I'm 13. I'm a grown-up now. And I'm like, oh, God, this is me. This was me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And just, like, the, the growing pains of being a middle school, middle school student, like, you know, traversing crushes and interactions with the opposite sex and having to deal with, like, your over, you know, potentially overbearing parents has nothing to do with, like, being... It, it, you don't have to be an Asian girl from Toronto to 
relate to this movie or to find things relatable to this movie. I, f- I find that 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 criticism would have been pretty bu- pretty bullshit. I mean, that was that was definitely just one guy who released that statement and then had to print a retraction for it later. But but it that was that still sentiment like, was that sentiment was was out there. It was there was a lot there was a it a was out there echoing. and people agreed with yeah it was out there and people agreed with it and those people are dumb. Yeah, that's um, bullshit. Like you, yeah. heaven forbid that white people, <laughs> Asian people, Asian girls have had for eons had to find relatable, find the, find, have to you know be forced to relate to teenage boys in all, all the you know mainstream movies, and heaven forbid like white boys have to relate to uh, an Asian girl for one movie. Well, people are going to have to do it with Miss Marvel because everybody's going to be like, mm, Kamala Khan, we can't relate to her because she's Muslim. Yeah, isn't she a Pakistani Muslim? Mm-hmm. And doesn't she wear, like, a hijab? Did I see that correctly? You, yeah, she, she definitely wears one, and, like, we see, like, was it, a mosque? Like, and... Like, the guy she's interested in isn't, like, a blue-eyed blonde. It's, like, another, like, Pakistani Another brown boy. person? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? What? Oh, so excited. So excited. Um, and on a completely unrelated note, by the time this podcast comes out, Sonic 2 will probably have released. And I'm going to go see it. I really liked the first Sonic movie. Hooray for you. Didn't you like the first Sonic movie? We watched it together. I mean, it was alright. It just made you want Olive Garden really badly. It did make me want Olive Garden really badly, and I'm curious <laughs> to see what food chain they're going to make me want really badly. But think... really, what really what I want from this is to have more 90s Jim Carrey in my life. Yeah, did you hear that Jim Carrey's like officially, like, Stepping away from like acting now. Is he? Yeah, he said that he's not. He's kind of calling it quits. Oh, because I heard Bruce Willis was stepping away from acting, but that's because he's really sick. Yeah, because he's he's got some health issues. But for, I read a few articles that like he's taking a break from acting and is probably being done. Interesting, because I yeah. thought he did take a already took a big break from acting. But you know what? It's his life. You do what you gotta do, bro. We'll see. Even more reason to go see Sonic. Sonic yeah. two. It might be the last time you see Jim Carrey in the nineties in me. And I did watch The Mask not too long ago, and that movie is spectacular. <laughs> God, that movie's bonkers. It is bonkers in the best way possible. <laughs> oh, well. I think we did it. I think we've conquered it. We have made it to the end. Dun dun dun. Bum bum bum. Well, thanks for listening to Nobody Asked Our Opinion. You can send us an email with any and all of your opinions at nobodyaskedouropinion at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Nobody Asked Our Opinion. You can listen to us on YouTube at Nobody Asked Our Opinion Podcast. And you can follow me at Joey Snow 2006 And you can follow JJ. Piano Man underscore zero five. 
Follow our unpaid intern Natalia at the Third Rule Creative and our producer Jonathan at Jelly Sound. Rate us and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends to check us out, um, especially if your friend is Kelly Clarkson because I still want to meet her. Pretty and, please. Um, definitely um, subscribe because who the fuck knows when we're releasing our next episode. I don't. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. Um, <laughs> um, but I do promise we'll get more consistent and possibly maybe even be able to go to back to a two episode a week thing during the summer when we have more time. But I make no promises. But I know we'll be more consistent because I'll have a more consistent schedule. Yay! Woot. Um. So yeah. Until next time. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Get the fuck out. Get your yeah, ass right, out bye. Of here. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, it was all that straight okay, talk. It got to me a little bit. Oh, oh no. Oh, no more straight talk for you. Yeah, I gotta hold. I gotta hold down on the straight talk. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Limp wrist.